Hi, I'm Sonia Jean Killebrew, and this is Black America and COVID, an oral history project. I started this project during Black History Month of 2022 because I wanted to provide a platform for Black Americans to share their stories about living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. I also wanted to provide a space for people to memorialize someone who is a Black American who sadly lost their life during the COVID-19 pandemic. So without further ado, I'm excited to speak with my guest today. My name is Lauren Alexandria Wedderburn. I am from Queens, New York, and I still live in Queens, New York. So yeah, my family's from Jamaica, but born and raised in Queens. Oh, my family, my mom's from Jamaica too, and I grew up in Jamaica, Queens. Oh yeah, Jamaica, Queens. Yes, exactly. Ah. And do you identify as Black or Caribbean? I think Black, Black, Caribbean. Yeah, I think I I like to call myself Caribbean more than I like to call myself American. So maybe a hyphen Caribbean American. Yeah. And is there anything else you'd like to share about your ancestry? Mm. Mm. I think my that I know of my entire family is from Jamaica both sides so I think that's something that's always been very present in my life and like how I view myself and my family um yeah I feel like there's a there's a pride that comes with it even though I wasn't born there it's still like something I feel deeply connected to which is nice very nice um and yeah what would you like to share about living during the pandemic? And if you could start either at the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020 and just let us know what you're doing and where you're living. Mm -hmm. um, I was in DC in my sophomore year of college. Um, and so when it started, it was like, okay, like we're gonna go on a break for like a couple of weeks and then we're gonna come back. And then I did my junior year online from Queens. And then I went back to DC my senior year. Yes. So that was interesting. It was definitely interesting. I think my college experience was much, much different than what it would have been. Um, but I'm glad I got to have like a graduation. I think if I had to graduate, in the pandemic, that would have been a very different feeling. But when I came home, I think it was very, not to say it was a good time for me, but I think it helped me in a lot of ways. I think it was a time where I had to sit down with myself because I didn't really have a choice but to sit down with myself. Um, and where I live, it's just me and my mom. So I think there can be a lot of alone time where it's just me and it can be silent. So it was a very reflective period. Um, yeah. And so school is okay. School is okay. It could have been a lot worse than it was. Um, I majored in computer science and interaction design. So a lot of my, the a lot of what I did was online anyway, or 
in like a virtual setting. So it wasn't that hard to transition. But yeah, definitely a reflective space. I think I call myself an artist. I am an artist. I like to make things. So I think sitting down and being able to just make things over and over was really nice. And I think it kind of set me up for where I am now, which feels like I feel more of an artist than I did before. So, yeah. Wow, I'm curious about when, so you were in DC, like how did the school tell you that you, everyone have to go home to finish their semester? Like, was it through emails or meetings? I'm not even, I know that it said we were, it wasn't put as like a, oh, we're going home and not coming back. But I remember there being like a mass, like everyone's parents came with like moving trucks. And so some people took all of their stuff home and then I, I didn't, I'm pretty sure I left. Well, I did leave a bunch of my stuff and it wasn't until I think we were already home and like a week or something in or a couple of weeks in where it was like, okay, you're not actually coming back. So then the school hired movers and the movers moved everyone's things out of their rooms and into like a storage facility, which was not great. Um, I don't think anyone really thought that that would happen. Um, yeah, so that was kind of chaotic. I know a lot of people whose things were lost or just broken or thrown away. Um, and yeah, it was an interesting experience for sure because then also you're not, you don't really have a choice. They kind of just come and do it. You didn't, you weren't really able to say no. But then people are also penalized for like the movers finding things in their room, which was interesting. Um, so yeah. Really? Like like what? Like <laughs> like I guess the stuff that would be restricted. Like I know alcohol for sure. Um, I know some people had like candles, stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. So when they told you you were going home, originally was it for supposed to be like a couple of days or a week? I think because it, it was spring break time. So it was just going to be like an extended spring break was what it was said to be. Yeah. And then for the for junior year, I think you could apply. You could apply to come back because I had a couple of friends that went back and stayed on campus, but it was like a need-based, or it was supposed to be a need-based thing. Um, so you had to fill out an application and say why you felt like you should come back to campus for that year. Oh, so like, that's interesting. So if your major was something that you could do at home, they preferred you to do the, the school year at home? Mm, I think it was more of like a, do you have like a, a space at home where you can do virtual learning well. Cause I went to George Washington University, which is definitely a PWI and like a very rich PWI. So I think they were trying to, yeah, I think they were just trying to filter through who actually had a home that they could go back to and learn in. Oh yeah, I have, um, I have a couple of friends who went to GW. Um, <laughs> million years ago before mm -hmm. you 
so then so your junior year oh was it it was your junior year um did they give you a discount on tuition no they didn't well I'm actually I think they might have but when I I had a scholarship so my tuition was covered so I was only paying for housing so when I went when I didn't go back for junior year I didn't have to pay the housing costs which is mostly why I didn't go back. But I, I think it was a discounted rate. And I think the housing was also discounted because they were they only used specific dorms, I think, that they could like better isolate people in. Um, oh, yeah. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. So your classes were, were they on Zoom or did they use like Google Meet or some or some other platform? It was Zoom. I think Zoom. it was kind of, yeah, it was mostly Zoom um, and like Blackboard. Blackboard has a video situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like uh, learning online, was it the same as learning in person? Do you feel like you learned more in person? I think I learned more in person. I think it's the interesting part was like I guess the will to learn because I feel like for me like I could pass my classes and do well in my classes but then am I retaining any of the information past the end of the class mm. um so I feel like that was harder in zoom era because it was just like okay I have to do this I'm taking this class for my bed so let me just finish this where like in school it was more I guess because it was definitely more of like a by force like everyone around you is is working towards the same goal as you so it's kind of like a it's kind of like a community push like oh we're all learning I guess yeah but then coming home and having friends that weren't in school I think was interesting Oh, you put that really well, like the will to learn. Because, right, if you're home alone without the community of people around you, I can imagine it, yeah, it could feel maybe isolating. Yeah, I think in school it was definitely, well, not definitely, but it was more so learning. The goal was, oh, I'm interested in this, so I want to learn more about this. We're in Zoom school. It was more, I want my degree now. Uh, yeah. So when you went home, were you going out grocery shopping or were you ordering groceries? Um, yeah. Ordering, no, I think it was grocery shopping. Definitely grocery shopping. Because I remember going with my mom to grocery shop for like my grandparents too. Um, so yeah, definitely grocery shopping. And did you wear like gloves and a mask when you're grocery shopping? Gloves. I don't think I wear gloves. My mom probably wore gloves. I did wear a mask. And I know that when we got home, the groceries would all be washed with like soap and water. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Or like wiped off with a Clorox wipe. Yeah. And this in the supermarket, do they make you wait outside to come in? Um, 
think they did. Yeah, because it was like a number thing. Like, I think they counted how many people were in the store at a time. Wow. Yeah, I remember waiting on really long lines to get, yeah. well, to get to Trader Joe's. They usually have yeah, a- um, Trader Joe's had a, I remember that too. Very, very oh, long line. Yeah, where you were. We, uh, my mom and I went to the one way out on, um, oh my gosh, Long Island. What's that? Yeah. Like Hewlett? Yes, Hewlett, yes. Mm -hmm. um, and the line was like through the parking lot, down the street. Crazy. Yeah. Did you take walks during the day or did you mainly stay inside? Uh, yeah, I definitely took walks during the day, especially early, like in the beginning of it, when it was still warm outside. I, I remember like thinking, wow, like I don't think I've ever walked through my neighborhood as much in my entire life. Um, and I started uh, skateboarding during that time too. So, oh, I, yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was it was definitely fun. I think walking a lot, and I know my mom was home, so we would do like walks together. Um, yeah, that's so cool. Do you yeah. still skateboard? I do. I do. I do less than I did. Um, but yeah, I still do, especially when it's nice outside. Wow. Did you pick up any other hobbies during the pandemic? Um, did I pick up? No, I wouldn't say I picked up. I would say just like focusing on things that I already, or that I was already passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think skating was the only thing that I started though. So you were studying, you said, um, computer science and interactive design. Yeah. yeah. Did that take up a lot of your time when you, so how many classes were you taking? <laughs> but I took like 18 credits, actually, because I needed, I think, yeah, my last two semesters. Oh, no, wait, that's senior year. Okay, junior year, I took 18 and 15. And I think that's six and five classes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because I was coming off of, I think my sophomore year, first semester, I was on academic probation. So I could only take three classes, three or four. Um, and then I took 15. And then for my last couple of semesters, I had to take 18 to catch up. And it's funny. I went from academic probation and then when the pandemic started, I had Dean's List for three semesters. That's so, amazing. Do you think it made a difference being at home? I think so, because it was definitely like everything was on my time and like pacing myself because deadlines got a lot more flexible as well. I think professors were more like just turn things in. Mm -hmm. turn things in when you do them and turn things in when you can and I feel like a problem for me has always been a deadline so mm -hmm. I think being able to like sit with things longer and work on them at my own speed definitely helped a lot I like that yeah right because that if you're 
As like I'm a, a teacher and I find that not everyone learns at the same pace or the same mm-hmm. way. So I like hearing that you're able to like learn at your pace. Yeah. I definitely enjoyed. I yeah, which is I think my pandemic experience was definitely different compared to what I've heard from like peers. It was definitely different, yes. Because I know that some people really, like, especially with a major, like, what was her major? What was her major? I know I had a couple of friends that did, like, really hands-on um, work, like, labs and stuff. So they got sent lab kits with, like, I know there was, like, a dissection lab and people were sent, like, vacuum sealed animals it was what (laughs) yeah so I'm glad I didn't have to do anything like that that is amazing did they did they give you computers or iPads or did you already have your own I had my own I think you could because I know my school already had like a program where if you needed you could apply and they would send you a laptop and I assumed that they would do the same, but they did give us, um, they gave us, I think it was, if you got the Pell Grant, you got like a, a COVID relief something, and you were supposed to use that to buy like whatever you needed. Oh, that's good. hmm That was nice. So then your senior year, you went back to the campus? Yes. What was that like? Were you able to get your stuff out of storage? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did get my stuff out of storage. I got my stuff shipped to me during my junior year. Oh, you did? Oh. Yeah, Yeah, because I think they wanted us to start paying for storage, so. Oh. Yeah. So then I got all my boxes back, and then senior year, senior year was interesting moving they 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 spread it out over a longer period of time so that fewer people moved in at a time and then we did testing I think you're supposed to get tested every week or every other week and then if you didn't get tested then you couldn't enter any of the buildings um definitely interesting we had a lot of like COVID outbreaks all the time so really yeah oh because I think like a lot of people didn't do masks they didn't wear masks and then the classrooms were still very much regular classrooms and it was elbow to elbow still Mm -hmm. which was interesting um yeah. And then people, if I'm, it felt like if you had enough money or if you had like people, you could just get a letter written that would say that you didn't have to get um, the COVID vaccine too, which was, it was supposed to be a mandatory requirement, but then I think they waived it. So like, so to go back to university, you weren't required to get a vaccine at all? You were, but you could get, um, you could get, what could you get? You could get like an exemption letter written. 
Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. And then everyone had to get tested every two weeks for COVID? It started out every week and then it was every two weeks. Okay. And so were people getting COVID on campus? Yeah, very much so. Because parties were still happening. Parties were still happening. Social events were still happening. And my GW is an open campus. Um, and the dorms are apartment buildings or like apartment buildings. So it wasn't, there wasn't really any restriction on like who's coming in and going out. So there's parties, there's outside people. There's, yeah, so COVID happened a lot. I think I caught it once, once, yeah. but I know a couple of people that had it twice or even three times. Um, and then when you did catch COVID, when you did, because I lived in a dorm, I lived in an, a dorm that was an apartment with four rooms, four bedrooms, uh, a kitchen and two bathrooms. And it was kind of two rooms on either side. And me and my roommate on my side caught COVID. And then the two roommates on the other side didn't catch COVID. So then it was like, what are we supposed to do? Mm -hmm. um, and that was interesting. I remember that being like a lot of tension in the room. Mm -hmm. the One of the roommates, one of the roommates on the other side wanted us to leave the room. Um, wanted us to leave the room because it started out that if you got COVID, they would move you to a hotel because oh. GW owns some of the hotels in the area. But then when oh. we got it, they said, oh, we don't do that anymore. You're going to have to stay in your room. So then after they complained, I think they moved that roommate by herself to a hotel room. And then my other roommate, I think her parents got her a hotel room. Um, and then we isolated in the room for 14 days, I think, and they gave us groceries. I thought they gave us groceries, but we ended up paying for the groceries anyway, so. My yes. goodness. While you were isolating, did they give you the option to go to class on Zoom, or were you too sick to do that? Um... I don't even remember. I know that I wasn't sick. I I tested positive, but I didn't really have any symptoms. Mm -hmm. I think I think we went to class. Yeah, I think we went to class, but it wasn't was it mandatory. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, did you sit like in a different part of the class, or, or did you wear a mask in class? Oh no, I mean Zoom class. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. not all of my classes had a Zoom option. So the ones that did, I would just attend on Zoom. And then the ones that didn't, I would just miss. I just, I just need a second. <laughs> okay. okay, so I'm a college professor. And the thought of like, like I understand teaching in person and having the Zoom option is like, can be awkward but mm -hmm. like I'm just I and I, you probably don't know the answer I'm just wondering out loud like if if they just didn't think to ask the professors to give a zoom option or if the professors yeah. were like nah <laughs> that's kind of what it felt like 
that's kind of what it felt like because I definitely had other situations where I was either sick and I was like can I just come through zoom and I was told no and it was like okay but I'm sick like I don't know if I have COVID but I know that I have something so wouldn't it be better for me to just attend this class through the virtual option that is provided and I remember being told no and being like okay well and then I know that later on in my second semester one of my classes had a zoom option and I had COVID symptoms but I hasn't I hadn't tested positive yet. And I know somebody that I was around tested positive. And I emailed my professor and I said, I was around someone that tested positive and I'm not feeling well. Can I just come on Zoom? And he said, no, I think you should come in person. <sighs> this, like, this is blowing my mind right now. Like, as a professor, like, what? I would never say that to a student. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess we're all, we're all different, different types <laughs> of educators. Okay. This, I'm yeah. fascinated. Because, like, I would let, when we were in person, if a student was sick, I didn't even tell them they had to come on Zoom. I was like, just get well and do the work when you can. But like, okay, but that's just me. Um, Wow. They got tired of it. I think it, what it felt like is they got tired and it was like, COVID is an excuse. Oh. Yeah. That's sad. It's also fascinating, like how everyone everyone had like a different way operating Mm -hmm. wow okay oh and then I had a question about in classes did the campus have like a mask policy or did you just or did or were people wearing masks like in class they did but it wasn't enforced so a Mm. lot of people just didn't yeah yeah so interesting. So that was your junior year. And then senior year, were there like less COVID cases? Oh, that was my senior year. Oh, that was your senior year. Oh. Yeah. And then they had the in-person graduation. Mm-hmm. How was that? Was it, did it feel like normal or? It did feel normal. Mm-hmm. It did. Because we had, each school had a graduation in like their house school I guess and then we all had like the big graduation on the mall um and yeah it felt pretty normal especially the the one on the mall because it was outside um yeah oh that's good to hear and you got to graduate in four years like you didn't have to take Mm -hmm. extra time yeah very happy about that yeah yeah. That's exciting. So when you graduated, did you stay in DC or did you go back to, to New York? I stayed in DC for like a, a week, a week. And then I went to Berlin and then I came back home. Oh, how was Berlin? It was interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. It wasn't what I expected because I, I had always said that if I and moving out of New York, I'd want to move to Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I had said that without actually going and then going as like a dark skinned black woman with another dark skinned black woman and then yeah it was just a lot <laughs> it was a lot of staring a lot of like uncomfortable moments but once you got over that and like past the everyone is looking at me all the time it was pretty nice oh wow were people wearing masks there or no 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 and to fly there did you have to get COVID tested before boarding the, the airplane I think at that time no Okay, well, that's right. Because by then it was it was twenty twenty two. Yes. Yeah. Do you speak German or do they speak English there? They speak. Yeah, they speak. They speak both. Hmm. They speak both. I did not speak any German, but I had like four phrases I think that I would just cycle through. Wow, because I from what I've read, Berlin is is a city with a lot of artists there. That's what. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. And I think that's why it was so unexpected. I think just the fact that we weren't expecting to feel how we did at all. Mm-hmm. And for like as long as we did made it as drawing. But oh. yes, it definitely feels more hidden than it does in New York, which is interesting. Oh, the people staring at you or the art, I guess. The art, yeah. Did I ask you how long you were there? Uh, 10 days, 10 days, 11 days. So not the longest, not the longest at all. And then even coming back to the U.S., you weren't required to take a COVID test? No. No. Okay. Oh, I guess by 2022, all the restrictions had ended. Yeah. Yeah, because I was supposed to study abroad um summer of 2020 or yes summer of my sophomore year it was either summer of my sophomore year or my junior year and I was supposed to go to London for the summer and do like an internship program um but then they had the restrictions where if we go if we went we would have to be under lockdown for like a while and yeah, I think I realized that I wasn't going to go after I paid like $400 to get my passport expedited. Um, and then because the price was still the same, I think it was like a crazy number to go to London and be in isolation. And so I said, I'm not going to go. And then for some reason, they said that because I said I'm not going to go too late I guess I'm still gonna have to pay back the entire amount of the trip oh no so I'm still paying for a trip to London that I never went on oh my goodness yeah I'm so sorry to hear that that doesn't seem right that you should have to pay I don't think so either and then it I feel like it's even funnier because they gave me a scholarship when I was gonna go um which took off a lot of the cost but Mm -hmm. still not really enough but then when I said I wasn't gonna go and when I started like paying 
them back. They took the scholarship back. And so they added more to my balance of what I owe them. What? That, oh my goodness, that just doesn't seem right. Yeah. Because it was during a pandemic. Like, right. you know, like, I always feel like insurance would be like, if it's like a an, an act of God, like beyond mm-hmm. your control, then you shouldn't be held accountable for it. I agree. Oh my goodness. Well, if there's a lawyer listening out there, please reach out to us. Because <laughs> it's just not right. It's <laughs> not like you're like gonna go to Cancun on spring. Right. Like this was during a pandemic, during the academic for an academic program. Like it's mm-hmm. uh, I get really upset when I hear things like that. Yeah. Not oh. not great. Not great at all. Well, hopefully someone is listening and they can reach out and help and help out. <laughs> hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. You're paying for a program that you didn't even go to and that you got a scholarship for. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. What an, you, your experience. I haven't heard um, a college student's experience. Is there <laughs> anything that I, I didn't ask you about? going to college during the pandemic that you'd like to share? I think social, having a social life during the pandemic was interesting. Um, Because I feel like it was definitely, I think everyone was doing things that they knew they should not have been doing is what it felt like. So it was like a community I don't know. It was just, especially on a college campus when I did go back and then hearing the stories of like what people were doing while we were in lockdown, it was like, there's a, it was a very clear difference, a very clear, clear difference. I know that some people were in full lockdown and like home, home with parents for the entire time. And then some people were like, on an island and some it was just very interesting hearing all the different the different social experiences so some of your classmates um went to live on islands while they're going to school online (laughs) that was probably an exaggeration but um I did they go and live on islands I don't know probably at least a couple of them I know at least a couple of them did but I remember being like at home in my room on zoom class and then looking at the backgrounds of where other people were and it was like that is a beach that I'm looking at oh. on the beach and it's winter time yeah. so <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my goodness and socially you said when people are partying like, did you get the impression that anyone was afraid of catching COVID when you came back to campus? Or when I came back to campus, mm, um, 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 I think because I was home for the whole year, I was home for the whole year, and I did. I think I know I went out. I don't know if I'd say I went out a lot. But I know I went out and I know that I had moments where I was like, I should not be around this many people right now. 
And I remember having moments where I was just like surprised at the amount of people that were like out and about. Um, Cause it's like, oh, this is interesting. All of you are, or all of us are. Yeah. And then in that moment, it's, is it's kind of funny because then you have the people that are still in the middle of like a gigantic crowd of people and they have like a mask on and gloves on but then they're surrounded by people with no mask and no gloves so yeah it's just interesting like you decided to come to this to this event but you're trying, but no one else around you is trying. So then, yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. I, I just talked in a bit of a circle. No, 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 it makes sense. Like people wanting to be social, but still like mm-hmm. wearing masks and gloves. Oh, I was curious. Did you go to any of the, the protests for like Asian Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter? Um. I I know I didn't go for Asian Lives Matter I think I went where was I because then January 6th January 6th that's when they did that thing and I was at home I was at home I'm trying to build a timeline in my head Mm -hmm. (laughs) no I don't think I did I remember being around it in like the aftermath by like Berkeley Center Barclay, Barclay Center. Um, but yeah, no, I think at that point it was very like, what can I do mutual aid wise? Mm-hmm. Um, but not not in the protest, no. Oh, so you mean um Barclay Center in Brooklyn or yeah. okay, but not in DC? Oh no. Because the protest happened when I was home. Oh, yeah, that's right. You you were sent home in 2020. That's right. Okay. Because yeah. I always have to remember, like, where was I on that day when they, like, stormed the, <laughs> stormed the Capitol? That was kind of interesting because I had friends that were, like, GW dorms are on the same, they're in, like, that they're in Foggy Bottom, right on the same block as the White House. If you just walk down, you're in front of the White House and in front of all the monuments. So then I think GW sent out a message saying like, lock your doors, stay inside. And I think they sent that out to everybody, not even really if you're on campus or not. And that was just an interesting, interesting thing to receive. I was just remembering the, um... The storming of the Capitol that was in 2021. Mm-hmm. So were you still on um, vacation from college? I mean, winter break? Um, no, no. I was saying that I remember being home. I don't think I was on break. I don't, I know that people were on campus because I remember getting like the GW uh, like broadcast text message telling people to like, barricade themselves inside but Uh I I know I was in New York Uh yeah did any of the students like 
see what was happening or did did they talk about it like on your social media about what was going on that day yeah yeah because I know that the streets there were a lot of people in the streets and I know that the metro station I know the friends that were on the train and it was chaotic um yeah Oh, they were? Were they taking, like, Insta stories about what was happening? I think so. I think so. All I know really is from, like, the friends that I had. I don't know of it as, like, a mass, like, a mass student response. But Mm -hmm. definitely Instagram stories. Definitely, like, tweeting. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize GW was that close to the White House. I've I've never been to the campus. Yeah, I think my freshman year, my dorm was a three-minute walk. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> have you gone back? To, have you had, like, your one-year... Do y'all have a, a one-year reunion? Do we? I don't know. I haven't heard. Of maybe. a one-year reunion yeah maybe but I haven't been back I want to but you do yeah or maybe it's just a five-year I kind of I feel like when I graduate from college we do we have a one-year reunion I don't know maybe I just saw my friends a lot and then the other question I like to ask people is if they'd like to share any stories about someone who may have passed away during the pandemic mm-hmm I actually don't know anyone that passed away during this week. That's a blessing. So you didn't have to like breathe. Very grateful. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And so now it's 2023. Like, do you feel like the pandemic is over? Or how are you feeling now compared to 2020? Compared to 2020, very different I think I don't like to say that it's over Mm -hmm. because I feel like people are still getting very sick and I feel like when we say it's over and when we say like oh it's just another flu it kind of ignores the long-term effects that are very apparent especially with like long COVID like people still can't really smell the same as they did or people can't walk upstairs how they used to so I feel like just calling it another flu even just feels disrespectful um so yeah I don't know if I would say it's over that's a good point about long COVID because you're right when people get the flu they get over it they don't have these lasting effects right right yeah Thank you for listening to my conversation on this episode of Black America and COVID, an oral history project. If you enjoyed the episode, then please give it five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. The more five stars the podcast has, the more visible it is, the more access I have to people who would like to share their story living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. If you are a Black American and you would like to share your experience with me, then email me at soniakilabrew at gmail.com. The 
emails in the show notes of the podcast or direct message me through my Instagram account, Black America and COVID, all one word, all lowercase. If you are a non-Black American and you would like to memorialize the life of a Black American sadly lost during the COVID-19 pandemic, then email me as well. This episode was written, produced, and audio engineered by me, Sonia Jean Killebrew, podcast host and executive producer. Thanks for listening to my oral history project, Black America and COVID.